Hi, welcome back to Sparrow Talk Presents. In today's episode, which you might not listen to today, I mean you certainly won't, we're going to talk about the 1978 series Going Straight. And joining me to my left, which is now the norm for this series, is Thomas. Tom. Thomas. Tom. Hey, what's happening? And he's still he's still doing that. And to my right is Graham. Hello. Thanks, Graham. Welcome. Your levels are looking good. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to be on the lookout for any limb movements. Uh, so if there's any kicking that I do, I will chastise myself. Yeah. And I will chastise anyone else here who is guilty. Keith takes our legs to our chairs. So uh, that's a bloody good worries. idea. Dreadfully uncomfortable. Could have used magnets. You didn't have to do our wrists as well. <laughs> no, but I like it. So moving on. Um, We've got a, a rough structure today, and I'm going to start by passing over to Graham. Keeps pointing at me. Um, okay. It's a, so I should say, it's an index finger and thumb point. Yeah. Just I'm for listeners at home. Looking at the thumbs up for encouragement. Yeah. So, shall I introduce the show to our listeners? Mm. Um, going straight, for those of you who don't know, uh, hello, bit of bobble there. Um, Brought it, to you by Bobble. <laughs> I wish they would sponsor us, it'd be great. In, in bubble news, mine is back. I've found it after misplacing it last week. So. Double bubble. A bit late, but uh, it was there. Yeah. Going Straight is a spin-off from the incredibly popular and beloved sitcom Porridge, which ran uh, from 1974 to 1977. It was written by Dick Clement and Ian Lefrenet. Have I got that the right way around? Possibly. Dick Clement sounds familiar. Where do I know that name? Well, from? they're sort of sitcom giants, mm. possibly oh, yeah, the okay. greatest sitcom writers of the 20th century. Oh wow! Well, I mean that's obviously subjective, but uh, they, they, they were, their fingers were in many pies. Could you um, um, name some of the other pies? Some of the other pies. Um, let me go to the Wikipedia page. I think they did porridge. Porridge, obviously. Yeah. Porridge, porridge pie. Porridge uh, pie. Some describe as the best British sitcom ever. Alvida's own pet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lovejoy, and I'm not going to say the others because I'm going to talk about them later. Okay. I don't want to reveal anything mm. at this point. But proof, proof be need be, that they wrote many, many good series. Um, that was a day-to-day reference. Anyway, I'll carry on. So <coughs> they, um, they wrote... So the, so the show went out in 1974 and 1977, uh, award-winning millions and millions of viewers however we're not going to talk about that show no we're not interested in that show we want to talk about going straight which is the spin-off to uh that show porridge i wondered why going straight existed i wondered Mm. why porridge didn't run for many many years given its Mm. popularity and uh, i've seen a few episodes didn't feel like it was ever running out of gags or material should I, does anyone want to chip in at this point? I think one of you is bound to know why. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, from the reading I, I did, I think Ronnie Barker, uh, the star of Going Straight, yep. was concerned about being typecast. Um, I think he was a bit bored of the character. Um, I think even even the writers maybe agreed they were getting a little bit tired with the, the format. So in how many how many series were well, there? Well, that was it. There's only three series and maybe a, a feature film. 
There's a Which isn't loads, is it? Mm. Um, 18, 18 episodes? Two Christmas specials as well. Okay, so maybe we'll compare that 20, to Good Night Sweetheart. Which went on and on and on. It was 58 or something? Yeah, Fools and Horses, that were run for nine years. Yeah, it was yeah. a long... Open All Hours, Barker again, that ran for about eight years. Yeah, yeah. So pretty short, yeah. short running. Uh, Barker obviously got um, cold feet. Maybe that's not the expression. Itchy feet. Itchy mm. feet. Itchy feet. Those are the, which is a good porridge reference. I remember the, the feet. Where? I've not seen any porridge. Oh dear. Haven't you? No. Oh dear. Wow. Me. So this intro is as much for you as it is for yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope you're finding it informative. It's, so we're saying. Sorry. Was, was Keith right there? Was did possibly? I mean, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that stop clock, isn't it? I could have uh, made it up. Because <laughs> it seems weird that Ronnie Barker would have reservations about playing, continuing to play Fletch. Yes, but then <laughs> play Arkwright. Yeah, well, I was, yeah, well, partly that, but yeah. also say, you know, I don't want to do any more porridge. I'm bored of the character, but I will do the sequel. Yeah. We're playing the same. I character. wonder. This is pure speculation. Whether the writers and the producers said, said please, can we, can we do another series? And Barker, they sort of twisted Barker's arm a bit. If, mm. if they changed the format up a bit, I think Barker was a very nice man, from what I know about him. Maybe he just mm. felt a bit indebted or. Would do a couple more series. Um, Interesting, but yeah, I don't know. That, that's a good point. I don't quite know why it happened. Mm. Um, so going straight round for one series only. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's true. Yeah. Um, again, the, the reasons behind that are apparently, as Tom's nodding at me, probably because he knows the answer as well, is due to Richard Beckinsale's untimely death. Yeah, thirty-one. Thirty-one. No age is it? It's not. Father Shocking. to Kate Beckinsale. Of course, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, well, Barker was apparently very affected by by his death. Right, okay. And, and couldn't, couldn't work for days after. Really? It's in- <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's interesting because I thought, I was think I did, I read that as well. That's the reason um, uh, Going Straight wasn't renewed for a second season series. Mm. Um, but I was wondering, you know, they'd usually writers would find a way around yeah. the departure of a principal character yeah. but it sounds like maybe in this instance, because uh, by all accounts Richard Beckinsale was a really well liked guy yeah. um, and uh, like you say it effect, obviously affected uh, Rod- Ronnie Rodney? Rod- <laughs> Rodney's back uh, Ro- Ronnie Barker wherever we go there we'll he is back to Rodney. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. well, they, they did do just that in a 2003 mockumentary Oh. She may have been about to call of porridge, not of, of going straight. Going straight. Oh, okay. Um, of the cast, so it's called Life Beyond the Box, and it starred the original actors, right? Uh, like twenty or you know thirty years on. Yeah. Um, other, but other than Gotbert, and they explained it away by saying that he was he was stuck in traffic because he was a lorry driver. Well, yeah, although probably not not at that point because uh, he'd been very old. But it was meant to be, yeah, those characters. 20 or 30 years right. old. That's in, I had no idea that existed. No. Thank you very much. Have you watched it? No. <laughs> no, I didn't even look for it. Okay. Um, but, you know, I, I felt like I, I knew enough. By thinking out, what's it called, sorry? Life Beyond the Box. Life Beyond the Box. Not thinking outside the box. No. Okay. Life Beyond the Box. So, going straight one a BAFTA. Mm. Two BAFTA. sitcom. Right? I've only got one here. I've got... I've told you about interrupting. Um, I'm fine with it. I've got. Um, I've done too much research. And I've, I've this has two, never been a problem no. before. I've got too excited. 
I've got best entertainment performance. Okay, by uh, Barker. By Barker. Yeah. And also best scripted comedy. Okay, which is um, a big one, I guess. Mm. Best sitcom, pretty much, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. However, according to the Porridge Tribute site, uh, I don't know how much truck you hold with the Porridge Tribute website. They called it um, considered slightly disappointing. Oh. Yeah. So perhaps we should delve in a bit. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just to say, I, I enjoyed it. Yes. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot more than I've enjoyed any of, any of Goodnight Sweetheart, that's mm. for sure. Yeah, I've got a comment here. Uh, similarities with Goodnight Sweetheart. Nicholas Lindhurst and the same initials. Differences is quite good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we should begin with the title sequence. Yes. Because So, one thing I do know about Porridge is that it has quite an iconic title sequence. Yes. Quite a, Harrowing title sequence. The, the, doors, yeah. the doors, doors slamming. slamming yeah. the Is there a theme song? I thought there was no theme song. I thought you it just was hear just, the judge, don't you? Yeah, yeah. that's right. The Norman judge. Stanley Fletcher. Yeah. That's it. Do you yeah. know who voices the judge, Tom? No. Graham. It's, it's Graham. Ronnie Corbett. Is it? No. That's Ronnie Barker. Oh, Ronnie Barker. Is it? Well, speaking of Ronnie Barker, so the going straight has a more upbeat intro featuring yes. a theme song sung by Ronnie Barker. Absolutely. Ronnie Barker. He done it again. I'm going straight. <laughs> I am straight <laughs> as an arrow. I've been singing that non-stop right now. It's house. catchy. It's yeah. catchy. I looked up the lyrics. Oh, because it was a pop song, wasn't it? It was it released was, in yeah. the charts. Yeah. You only hear a snippet uh, in the sitcom opening. Yeah, there were more lyrics than I thought there'd be. Um, There's a yeah, good it was bit. released... Um, I was trying to find the chart position, but I... This is a seven-inch single by BBC Enterprises, and the B-side is a track called "The String Bean Queen." I saw that too. That's <laughs> great. Here's my favourite lyric. Oh, what if it's the same as mine? Uh, well, let's see. I've got a feeling it might be. Uh, the day I was born on a winter's morn. Oh, Tom, I'm sorry. I'm gonna do it anyway. I was cuddled and kissed, but in that moment of bliss, the midwife looked at me fist. My fist. I've got me. No, I know. I'm just explaining. Not me. Me. Me fist. My fist. I've got me. It's clenched so tight, she said, for such a tiny thing. She didn't realise I'd nicked her wedding ring. Yeah, I really like that. It sort of um, establishes Fletcher as a career criminal. It does. Even from day one. Or day zero. Day one. Prisoner zero? I don't know. The prisoner. (laughs) (laughs) Who is number one? This one. (laughs) Um... Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, my first note is it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. bang on. What, so what be- did you find funny? Um, I can't remember. So it begins with um, Fletcher being discharged from prison. Um, so a lot of this, I suppose, the guy who gives him his uh, effects back. Yeah. I suppose he's a regular character in Pirates. I don't think he is actually. Is he not? No, oh, okay. because he's front desk and yeah. they don't get involved with front that. Front of the house. <laughs> what was weird about that is they gave him his possessions back, including a penknife. And then he went back to his cell. You know, yeah, that's, that's true. Weird. Yeah. Why, yeah. Is that not a iffy security? Here's I mean, your knife. Go back yeah, and security wise. Go back and settle a few scores. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, Keith. <laughs> Could be my only one. Um, <laughs> uh, so he uh, says goodbye to. Um, is it the character called Jock? Uh, he's certainly a Scottish character, isn't he? Is it yeah. Jock? I'm or maybe sure. just is he Jock. from Porridge as well? Yeah, he yeah. is from Porridge. Um, so. Yeah, it's actually just struck within this first five minutes just how much... It's very apparent this was made in the late 70s. There's a lot of uh, prejudice against thrown around. They get all of their politically incorrect stuff out of the way pretty much (laughs) in the first 
five minutes. That's yeah, true. it's a concentrated sort of assault. It's mm. kind of uh, disarming. Mm. But um, yeah, so actually now I have drawn a par- another parallel with Goodnight Sweetheart because you, you've got a main character, the principal character, readjusting to life that's similar but different to what he's used, what to. He's used to. So much yeah. like when um, Gary goes yeah. back to 1940 for the you first f- time. You get it now. <laughs> 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 Thanks. Um, and, you know, everything's... Diff- there's some misunderstanding with how much things cost, for example. Yeah. Um, you also get that in um, uh, Going, Going Straight. Straight, where... Um, so I'm thinking about the scene where Fletcher's getting a train down from Carlisle to London, yeah. and he buys a tin can of, of beer. pop. No, it's a can of beer, isn't it? Yeah. It's a lot of drinking, yeah. That's yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of drinking. Um, he knows exactly how much a can of beer was. And how much, it feels, yeah, like, it's it's it feels like the prices must have been incredibly consistent in the 70s. Yeah. Because he, he gets out the exact pennies, does, and this, this will be how much a beer is. Uh, yeah, one of the most shocking things about this episode is someone mentions... <laughs> That fifty-five was the compulsory retirement age. One of the characters mentions that. Oh, like, for the prison, for Mackay. Yeah, yeah. Prison. I was like, order. wow, fifty-five. Yeah, that is young. Isn't Although it? maybe it's just because he maybe that's the retirement age for prison. Specifically staff. for prison yeah. staff. Yeah. What? Oh yeah, sorry. As you've alluded to, so Mackay, who I guess was a recurring character. Yeah, he was like a fairly episode, iconic yeah. character. He was um, the, the main prison foil, guard. Was he? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, and his cling film. And <laughs> he was everything. Yeah. Um, it turns out he's on the same train. Yeah, what are the odds? Carlisle to uh, London, and um, they end up making amends. I guess of sorts. Yeah. There's a, a, a taunt of sorts. A sex oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. taunt. It's quite bleak it's actually word. when they're both talking about what life holds for them on the other side. Yeah, well, I was thinking this. So you say he's 55 and he retires. Mm. I, I, wasn't it, I, in the 70s, did they go down to like four-day weeks? Because of the power cut. Yeah, around this time, actually. And it was like, like mass unemployment. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they allude to this, the, the fact that nobody's got jobs. I think it was mm. at the peak of unemployment in Britain around then. Mm. There was an election the next year with the Labour Isn't Working poster. Mm. Um, I saw like 15 years of Tory rule. So I wonder if the I, I I thought and this is obviously wrong now we know but I thought I wonder if the writers thought that'll be an interesting environment to release Fletcher into because like mm. he'll never get a job because mm. no one else got jobs it's a bit kind of dour and bleak out there so yeah. it's, the chances of him uh, going back to crime recidivism is, yeah. is 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 all the higher so the you know the potential for comedy and larks is um, is great but um, anyway obviously that wasn't the reason it was Barker mm. just refusing to carry on with it but anyway nonetheless it's still quite an interesting setting for yeah. a, a prisoner to go out into it's I a little bit like that bit in um, Shawshank Redemption isn't it mm. where the guy who's a lifer goes out used to be a librarian can't oh, adapt to life yeah, on the outside yeah. it's got oh. a slightly bleaker ending than Mor- I imagined Mor- Morgan Freeman no he's oh, like okay. an old character he's spent his life in prison works in the library yeah. it's yeah. very much he tops himself. He does top himself. Yeah, yeah. No. Just as Barker does at the end of this episode. No, <laughs> that doesn't happen. Um, so yeah, and I think that that bleakness it's sort of matched in the production. I think so. Everything's very grey and beige and yeah. miserable looking. Like all the exter- exterior shots are on like quite miserable looking overcast days. And yeah, it's it's very very evocative. I thought. Um, so, Fletch and Mackay are on the train. Um, 
getting tanked up. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, uh, I think, McEwen's Export and Whiskey they're drinking. No. Is it I not look, McEwen's Export? No, I looked, oh. I looked it up because I was... I'd never seen him before, so Mackay, yeah. being Scottish, of course, can only drink Scottish ale. So he is drinking um, Younger's Tartan Ale. Oh, interesting. Um, is that Scottish, is it? Apparently. Uh, you noticed the tartan on the can. <laughs> uh, uh, Fletcher was drinking Courage Light Ale. Oh, oh Courage. Uh, both still available. Mm. Or didn't people drink light and bitter? It, would, would, was it common to drink light on its own? I'm not sure. I remember Dalboy always saying um, if he'd been out on a debauched evening, he just said, Oh, I just went down the nag, he- nag's head for a few light ales. Oh, right. <laughs> you know? yeah. So I think, yes. But you're correct about the whiskey chasers. Whiskey chasers, yeah. a lot of whiskey. Johnny Walker's whiskey. Red Label miniatures. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite premium whiskey, isn't it, to get on a, uh, get on a train? I think it's, if you see it in a bar, sometimes it's a surprise. A nice surprise. I mean, less so now. It's the, it's the lowest in the rung of Johnny Walker's. Oh, is it? Um, but yeah. So uh, red's your your your, your basic. Yeah, so. like it's. I would be happy if I saw that as a choice uh, over teachers or bells, which used oh, to be yeah, all you yeah, get yeah. in pubs for for mm. a little while. Teachers. Um, it's so a good scene, sorry. isn't it, Mackay? And it is good. Good chemistry. Really Mackay good chemistry. Well acted. Well practiced. Mackay's you know. a great drunk as well, isn't he? Like re- a, a yeah, funny, yeah. Funny, accurate drunk. Yeah, really good. Um, so they pull in Stafford, and a couple of uh, characters get on. Um, one called Oxy, I think. Yeah. The young lad. Oxy, and I forget the other character's name, but the actor, I don't know yeah, if you picked no. up on this, this is a guy called Norman Jones, and I was right. um, I was really impressed, he thought he had an excellent speaking voice. Yeah. I looked him up, and he's been in loads of good stuff, he was a Doctor Who stalwart for, um, oh, he was in uh, The Abominable Snowmen with Patrick Troughton. Well that's Lost, I think, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Uh, um, Doctor Who and the Silurians with John Pertwee. I've just lost that one. I mean, you can get it yeah. in, the, in the flat somewhere. Yeah, okay. And the uh, the Mask of Mandragora with uh, Tom Baker, Fourth Doctor. I haven't seen that one. Okay. And he's also in the uh, Abominable Abominable Doctor Fives with Vincent Price and um, an episode of the Avengers. Is that a Hammer horror film? It's Doctor. not Hammer. It might be Amicus. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's of that ilk. Um, yeah. So yeah, really impressive filmography. Yeah. Um, Understandably so. Good performance. Yeah, very so. good performance. So I think Oaksy um, passes through the dining car and he mm-hmm. notices Fletcher. Um, I feel at this point they're sort of stretching the coincidence a bit. It's like, like this is your life. Yeah, <laughs> it's one thing to have to run into your old uh, prison warden, but then to run into some guy you did time with. I don't know. It just seems yeah a bit convenient, a bit too convenient. But um, basically, long story short. Fletch gets tempted with a, a reintroduction into the world of crime, mm-hmm. I think, to basically uh, babysit this bag full of stolen goods. Loot, yeah. Loot, that's, that's the word. Um, and there's a bit of a merry mix-up where Mackay is momentarily um, confused with Fletcher. So the uh, well-spoken guy, Norman Jones, I forget it, sorry, I haven't got the character's name, I think it's missed something. Um, it would be. Yeah, <laughs> I think Oaksy says, "Oh, there's a guy in the dining car. He's really reliable." By the time Norman Jones gets there, yeah, it Fletcher's gone for a leak and uh, oh. sorry, a bit base. Oh. And <laughs> Mackay is there, and um, so Mackay momentarily, which would have been 
bitterly ironic <laughs> momentarily has uh, gets caught up in the world of crime mm. yeah but he doesn't um so there's a great bit where uh, so they're bond don't they Mackay and this yeah uh, this roguish rakish gentleman posh man, posh man. Mm. and he um insists on paying for Mackay's drink doesn't he and yeah. Mackay sort of very half-heartedly refuses <laughs> yeah. to and then he just goes oh yeah go on <laughs> uh, yeah. it is well done well, well done that um so what another note I had here I, I thought this was really interesting how nearly everything happens in one setting and I thought this could be a candidate for a bottle episode oh, hello. is this a term you've heard it before is, yeah. Blink is the classic isn't it Doctor? everything comes back to yeah. Doctor Who but yeah Blink yeah um, and actually it. we mentioned Breaking Bad last week and the, the, the one fly, that is that I, I told the lie I have seen an episode and that's yep. the only one I've seen that's, Fly that's, yeah. what did you think I thought that was very yeah, good very, was a great episode very tense indeed um, so what is your bottle what is your plan? so a bottle episode is um, I think traditionally they happen mid-season um, in shows and it's often a way of reducing the budget of the show mm. um, by limiting the number of uh, non-series regulars mm-hmm. to the minimum um, and usually having just one or two characters in one uh, environment. So, um, in the case of uh, Fly, uh, that Breaking yep. Bad episode, they're in the lab. Yeah. And they're tormented by a by a fly, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Because if um, it's kind of like the Raven, isn't it? Edgar Allan yeah. Poe's book is uh, supposed to be Walter's conscience. Mm. Um, there's two Doctor Who ones I can think of. There's one called The Edge of Destruction, which was, I think, maybe the second ever Doctor Who serial. Mm. And it's really cheap. It all takes place in the TARDIS, but it's really good. It's yeah. Hartnell and the original cast. Uh, I think just they have to use your imagination more than the writers. Yeah. yeah. And Blink's the obvious one. Blink, less so about setting, but more yeah. so because Tennant and Freema Aguiman were so busy that's right. filming everything else in the, in the episode, uh, in the series, that they just didn't have the time, I don't think. So that's what's known as a, um, a Doctor Light episode. Exactly. And they, right. they did yeah. a few of those, yeah. I think, um, partic- yeah, to free up the schedules yeah. of, of the, the yeah. principal cast. So the other one I can think of is... Oh, actually, no, that was an Amy Light episode. Um, the one where he uh, oh, moves in with James Corden. The Lodger. The Lodger. He yeah. is the Lodger, yeah. Um, At midnight. Remember Midnight? Oh, that's a bottle episode, yeah. Great, that one. That was really good. So you tend to look fondly upon bottle episodes. I think they're great, yeah. Because I can... I can feel my attention lapsing sometimes into them like I'm not sure if you've ever watched the remake of Sleuth with uh, Jude Law and Michael Caine no it's not but it's famously just like a two person Mm. film feature films are quite long as you can imagine (laughs) Um, and it's all set in a large house you don't really see them walk around it very much so I mean I I suppose it borrows from the the theatre idea that you know you can have a one and one man Women play, um, which would be in a single set, maybe or maybe two sets. And I think theatrically, they're going to have your attention more, and there's more to it because of the occasion. Uh, I don't know if it works so well on, on well, for a feature length thing. I mean, for TV, I guess you can uh, get away, get away with it a little bit more. But I, I looked up what the first ever bottle episode was, oh, yeah. um, just out of curiosity, and it was the uh, the original Star Trek um, yeah, really? had quite a few. Wow. Uh, Specifically set on the bridge of the Enterprise, you know, just on that one, yeah, yeah. That one set. So, uh, yeah. yeah. If you're interested, the Tholian Web, Journey to Babel, and Balance of Terror are all examples of early bottle episodes. I, mean, I, I suppose this, this first episode, it had just enough changes of characters, and mm. like, so occasionally it would uh, switch to the carriage, like the, the posh, posh man was in. 
and I suppose that broke it up a little bit. Mm. Um, and there are a few external shots as well. Obviously, there's a bit in the prison at the start, and there's yeah. some bits on the train platform. And yeah, what have you? How does it end? Should we? Should we? Mm. Um, so it ends with yeah, Mackay and uh, Fletcher sort of yeah parting relatively amicably. I think yeah. Um, yeah. So a detective comes on board the train, doesn't he? That, oh yes, yes. So the Mackay has the bag. I can't quite remember how now. Uh, Fletch ends up with the bag. The, the Mackay's asleep. That's right. Yeah. And the the assailants, the uh, the criminals, leave the train, get caught by detectives who are waiting for them. Yeah, where they get off? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Rockford. I thought it was Captain Junction. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. That's south. Why would they be? Why would they be in south? I don't know. Because Fletch lived in Muswell Hill. He I does. Think. Yeah. But, but I heard. I heard Clapham. Might have misheard. Might have misheard. Oh, okay. Maybe I misheard. <laughs> It's not important. It's not important. important. <laughs> the detective encounters Fletch. He recognises him because everyone recognises him. Yeah, Fletch. that's the other. Yeah, that's yeah. the other one. And asks to look for his bag. Fletch uh, protests, but just as he's uh, the detective's about to grab his bag, Mackay wakes up mm. and Fletch says it's his, and Mackay says it is oh, mine. Vouches for him. Yeah. Um, and then the detective goes on his way. Mackay. It's then told by Fletch that the bag is full yeah. of loot, mm. and they decide to leave it there. Fletch just sort of goes against his better, mm. na- goes, goes against his nature, and, and does actually leave the loot behind. I really thought he was going to take it. Did you? Yeah. Well, he's yeah. going straight. But he as he persists, uh, wiped it down, didn't he? Wiped yeah, yeah, yeah. To remove Mackay's fingerprints. He so. helped Mackay out of the situation. It was um, kind of yeah. It's kind of interesting. Obviously, Mackay's quite a well-educated bloke, but um, and rules the roost when it in in the prison but yeah. when it comes to like street smarts um, he's totally got a caught out yeah. um, and Fletch has an edge on him which is really um, it's kind of satisfying I imagine it'd be more satisfying if I had I seen Porridge and I'd understood more about that dynamic well, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean it, it could have gone one or two ways couldn't it I mean it could have been Fletch getting his final hmm. own back on, on Mackay but um, in the end he decided to make his peace with him hmm. maybe there was a mutual respect each other as they antagonise each other over those those years. Well, also in this episode, I think they we're saying they come to a bit of an understanding that they're both they're both struggling and yeah. in what's going on in the world around them. Uh, but, but I mean, I, I thought this would have been a fitting finale episode to Porridge itself. That's an interesting idea. Yeah, I mean, because it, it wrapped everything up. I yeah. thought um, maybe when they finished Porridge, they didn't know they were going to finish Porridge. Mm. Well, the 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 last episode of Porridge, which I, I watched. Oh, well done. Yeah. Above and beyond, didn't you? You're very welcome. Uh, it was called... <coughs> yep. Uh, it was called Final Stretch, and in that episode, Godber is released. Yes, right. I read about that. Yeah, I, um, I read about that as well. And Fletch goes to quite some lengths to make sure he does actually get released because he's he's goaded into a fight with another prisoner. And Fletch realises that if he uh, goes through with it, then he'll you know, not, not get released, basically. Um, so you know, there's 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 quite a lot of uh, camaraderie there. Clearly, Fletch sees Godber as kind of a, a son figure. Mm. Mm. Um, well, I'll come on to that. Yeah, yeah. but just one last thing. This episode for oh, me, yeah. I, I assume this is the uh, the end of Mackay. Well, in fact, we know it is. I, but I assume it was always planned that way. Yeah. Uh, it's quite a nice goodbye. It also makes you think it's quite bold for the writers to be getting rid of characters like mm. Mackay, who are so good. And so part of the furniture and offers so much of a foil and uh, you know various kind of plot lines for Fletch to 
get involved in. So, um, yeah, yeah, a bit of a risk. It is, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I can only imagine it was their their method for telling viewers that their you know porridge is over, and yeah. now we're you know now we're going straight. I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe what they could have done was brought him back as his probation officer or something in some weird yeah. weird twist. That would have been. Yeah, far too, too convenient, fast. wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, moving on to episode two, which is called... Sorry, the first episode was titled Going Home. Home. The second episode's titled Going to Be Alright. They're all titled Going Something. They're all something. titled Going Something. Yeah. Was so, it? This is the key question and influence on the Friends episode title. Ah, I think where? almost certainly. Uh, well, I'm going to say it definitely is. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. Another example is I'm Alan Partridge. Alan, uh, all got yeah. Alan in it. Right. Alan, Alan attraction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know what Alan did last. Towering time. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I was just wondering if if we look through the rest of the uh, episode titles, um, or we could maybe save this for the end if this will give us an indication as to uh, Fletcher's fate as the series progresses. I don't know Fletcher's fate. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe it's not. Oh, okay. But maybe you can work it out. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, so Fletcher, it opens with Fletcher going to see his, um, what do you call it? Probation officer. Probation officer. officer. Yes. Thank you. Um, so uh, yeah, we find out through this conversation with um, his probation, probation officer, officer that um, Fletcher's wife has shacked up with another man. Yeah. yeah, which they get a number of laughs at yeah. quite successfully. Rollicking Reg Jessup, the cardboard yeah, king. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? Um, Great turn of phrase. And so if, I think the idea was Fletcher, when he uh, was discharged, he would go to work for this this chap in his um, cardboard box factory. Yeah. Is that a thing? <laughs> I, guess it, must I guess it must be. Yeah. They don't make themselves. No. Yeah. Didn't Millhouse's dad work in a cardboard box factory? No, they went they on the school. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Bart's yeah. imagination Bart, is really for him. Yeah. Instead of the box factory, we're going to the, the box factory. Damn <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Cracker Factory. Good. I think that's, that's what Yeah, and then it actually turns out to be oh. a Willy Wonka-esque uh, place of wonderment. I don't remember that one. Yeah, me neither. Um, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, I think the idea was this that would be Fletcher's employer, but since this uh, affair developed, Fletcher doesn't want to. Under- perhaps understandably, want to go. He's got his dignity, isn't he? Yeah, mm. go down that route. So um, he's effectively unemployed and unemployable, perhaps. Well, not least in the current yeah landscape. Of, yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, there's another reference to mass unemployment when the the uh, probation officers she reveals her husband is a aerospace engineer yeah. and he, he can't get work yeah um so we, we we understand that Fletcher's circumstances his children will be supporting him his, yeah. his daughter Ingrid Ingrid I'm not sure of her occupation no I don't know either no, I don't know but so we meet her although we've we already meet, uh, we porridge fans have already met her oh yeah. have you okay yeah. so yeah the next scene is um Fletcher goes home to Muswell Hill um, which isn't what, isn't what it is now. I didn't know it was ever rough. Oh. I assumed it was always yeah, pretty yeah. Well, well, I don't know. Do. I mean, I remember going to an all-night Asda in Muswell Hill once uh, to get a pizza very, very, in the very early hours. Mm. And was Some nerdy-wells about. Um, Some street toughs. I just remember that, that there wasn't much in the way of generic shops back then, but uh, you know, that was in the early 2000s. Mm. I was a younger man, Drinking out late, 
Mm. You can imagine such a thing, Tom. No. I can. Yeah. No, I like to sit at home with my pipe of Pringles. <laughs> Very good. So yeah, we meet, or I met, Ingrid. Okay. You, you've met her before. Yeah. <laughs> Importantly, can you do an impression of Ingrid? It's She's a, got a hell of a voice. Remarkable isn't voice, yeah. isn't it? Dad. Dad. Yeah, I've really. What sort of day you had? Oh yeah. I've really. I said, what sort of day you had? That was quite good. I'm okay. spelling dad, D-A-E-D, exclamation mark. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dad! Dad! Um, and we also meet Hello. Fletcher's son. None other than that. Rodney! Yeah, Gary! Right. I've forgotten his name in this. Raymond. 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 Wow. Um, and he likes Led Zeppelin. He likes Led Zeppelin. He's brilliant. He's great he is good. This. I've got a few notes here. Yeah. He's incredibly skinny. He, he looks ill, doesn't he? <laughs> Is he good? I think so, yeah. yeah he's quite good. Yeah, yeah. just sort of like gormless. Yeah. Very good. But he just says sort the same thing. It's, yeah, it's funny. It's, it's, I, the the yeah. humour's in the repetition. Mm. He is like, it's funny because he is like a young Rodney. Um, even more, he's even more gormless than Yeah, Rodney, yeah. Um, well, and I do mean Rodney there, I don't mean the other one. No, <laughs> academically bright, I think we're told. Yeah, we are, yeah. Yeah, but sort of... Um, no common sense. Bit of a waste of space. Mm. And so he makes reference to his tape measure and bicycle pump. Yeah. Is that some weird onanistic <laughs> oh, I don't think sort it's of a, apparatus? Or? No, I mean, I don't think it's a sex thing, despite the, <laughs> so they said that the bicycle pump is in the bathroom. Yeah, that's what led me to believe it. But he says he's late. I don't know if he needs he's the bike pump to pump his bike up to go somewhere. Yeah. Why the tape measure would be required, I'm not so yeah, sure. Oh, right, yeah, I see what you mean. Then. I think my mind's just in the gutter. Yeah, so much good night, sweetheart. I'll have to wash your mouth out. Oh. Um... And then we turn up. We uh, find out that Ingrid is um, seeing Godber. Godber, Lenny Godber. That's mm. right. He's upstairs. He's he up plays a bit shooting. like uh, a sort of kitchen sink drama. This scene. Mm. It's very sort of sixties working class, mm. two hander. Could be a play almost, couldn't it? Mm. Uh, Ingrid and Fletch. I mean, it's he quite funny. Man handles her at one point. Does, doesn't he? It? It's yeah, quite yeah. shocking. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. quite unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. But it got laughs. Listen yeah. to me, nifty knickers, I think is the line. Yeah. N- nifty knickers. Mm. Nothing nifty about knickers. Well, unless they are sound activated or something. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what they could do. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway. Um, and I think the rest of the episode is... Um, so it's Fletcher coming to terms with the fact that his former inmate is now seeing his daughter. Yeah. And other things too, the fact yeah. that his family don't seem to respect him, his wife's yeah. left him, he's got yeah. no employment prospects. Things look a bit bleak for Fletch. And do you think that's so? This episode's called "Going to Be All Right." Do you think because um, things do actually resolve themselves? One major plot point is that he has got uh, a stash yeah. buried in a turnip farm in Essex, I believe. Yes, is what he says. Yeah. Um, so part of this is his temptation him struggling with that temptation to go retrieve it yeah. and Ingrid and Lenny trying to coerce him not coerce him sorry coax him onto the right side yeah. of the law yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think he's a bit more he's if it were up to him he'd just fall back to his old ways and indeed yeah. he does he ends up almost I should say he ends up pinching um, Lenny's lorry lorry yeah. which is a Volvo lorry not subtle Lovely. no it's not something you can do on a quiet <laughs> And driving up to Essex, uh, finding the, the the location of his um, his stash, only to discover that a housing estate, a been housing built. estate's been yeah. Um, yeah. erected where where his um, his the stash was buried. Yeah, 
Couldn't, couldn't dig it out, could he? No. It is quite good. They're like when he's, he's, he floats the idea of them buying that house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Digging up the floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he sort of resigns himself to his fate. I, I thought it was strange that he has such a problem with Godbird dating his daughter. Yeah, I Did, mean, they we, get on, right? In they get on really well, really well. Yeah. Um, I think he's a well-meaning guy. But he is also a crook, Godbird's name. Maybe Fletcher wants better for his tools. What was he in for? Oh, a similar sort of thing, I think. Yeah. Nothing too... Uh, Armed robbery? Was it? I don't know. I just want to make him sound nefarious. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he seems like a very nice, genuine guy. Uh Fletch liked him in jail, and he's and now he is going straight. He has a mm. proper job. He does, yeah. Yeah, driving Volvo lorries. Mm. Volvo. And he's become the man of the house, hasn't he? Which That's I think maybe, maybe what like. Fletch yeah. doesn't like so much. Yeah. Um, well, when he stays like two nights a week or something, then drives back to Birmingham or something. Yeah, is he? In, well, I think Fletch is inferring at one point that he's got someone on the side up in Brooklyn. Oh, does he? Or well, yeah, maybe not. Maybe oh, I maybe. Mis- misread that, but. Mm. I think, yeah, I think maybe, yeah, the fact he's not got you the sucked. best track record. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, and well, that, there, there is that, but I think also, yeah, I think obviously he'd want better, better for his daughter. Yeah. Not that with Lenny seems like a terrible bloke by any stretch. No, not so, so not to tarnish going straight with the uh, the writing methods of Goodnight Sweetheart, but they would often say in the commentary that they would let themselves not write comedy. Oh yeah, Sweetheart. must have been a stretch. Must yeah. be difficult to stop. <laughs> Gave themselves a small break. Uh, but I noticed. I mean, as you you've already alluded to in the first episode, in this episode there were quite a few heated, serious mm. arguments about the ethics, and mm. when they were arguing over Fletcher's um, turnip nest egg. Um, you know, and like you said, a bit where where he was uh, striking his daughter, but there, there were no light moments in that really. No. Weirdly, until actually he started hitting his daughter, and then then, then the audience laughs, maybe because of the the nifty nippers. There is a bit of a gasp as well as a laugh, isn't there? I think is to there? do the audience a bit of credit. I, I thought there was a sense of mm. ooh, but then they do laugh. <laughs> yeah. To their detriment. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, have you noticed that they say naff off quite a lot? No. I I, 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 I mean, I think maybe I noticed it once, but I didn't notice it was a recurring thing. I love that. That's great. Yeah, well, it was used in porridge as well. Yeah. And Uh, I found out what it means. Oh, okay. Here we go. Can you say it on... Is this PG? I don't know. I mean, I can can mark it as restricted. I had done with some others. Uh, So, apparently, naff is actually an acronym, uh, which was used by homosexual men to refer to heterosexual men. Which is not available for fucking fornication, <laughs> okay. or fornicate. Not so, available for fornicating, um, and they didn't realise this. And apparently, uh, what's it say? Swanny Barker uh, was only uh, told this quite late in the day. Like in, no. You know, in the two thousands. Um, yeah. Ah, there you go. What about that? I have a. N- I didn't know that's what. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, I saw it while reading around it. And I have a factoid Ooh, who's going to blow fantastic. both of your minds. I found out what factoid meant a while ago. Oh, what does it mean? I'm using it wrong. I think you are. I've been using it wrong for years. It means something which the user thinks is factually accurate, but in fact is not. Oh, well, it's, uh, a, it's just a full fact. Yeah. Like, okay, it's just a fact. Yeah. I like oid. As a, uh, it's a nice play on the word, isn't it? Mm. Factor-whack, I'll call it then. <laughs> factor-whack. Keeps factor-whack. Factor-whack, not available for fornicating. Sponsored by Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, uh, Going Straight reminded me of another television show I would occasionally, regrettably and embarrassingly, shamefully watch on ITV, starring Brian, bad Brian Connolly. Oh, no. Bag, bad snacks, you say? That's not really... Bad, bad girls. Bad girls. No, I didn't watch. Is it uh, the Braithwaite's one? No, Home of the Braithwaite's? Yeah. No. No, I mean, I think I probably oh, did watch that. that. No, he was... Is that the Noddy Holder one? No, that's the Grimleys. Yeah. Grimleys. Oh, that, I like that. that I quite good. like that. Yeah. Noddy Holder, I think, playing himself, wasn't he? Because he called Mr. Holder. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, was, he was he a teacher? Anyway, you know. He was, yeah. I'm digressing. Um, yeah, so it reminded me of a Brian Connolly, what I would term a remake. Uh, it was called Time After Time, uh, which was a two-series kind of sitcom about okay. Brian Connolly being released from prison. Time After Time, that's a very good title. Yeah, it's not bad. I wonder if that came first. Okay. Yeah. Trying, to, trying to go straight. Uh, which itself was a spin-off from a Brian Connolly feature-length TV movie. Oh, right. Um, which I've forgotten the name of. Um, but it was such a popular TV film that they uh, they made this series. Wow. But here is what is going to blow your mind, Go gentlemen. Uh, time After Time stars none other than Samantha Nick, yeah. Beckinsale. Really? Ah! That's got the probation officer. There we go. Which is Kate's sister, Rich's other daughter. Kate's sister, Rich's daughter. Okay. I hope so, because I hope it's not just a coincidence, otherwise it's a disappointing fact. I didn't know she was an actor. Yes, I'm pretty sure she was in London's Burning as well. Sam Beckinsale. I had a bit of a, 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 a young boy's crush on her. Did you? Yeah, she's a handsome Posters lady. on the wall. Half-sister of Kate Beckinsale. Okay, half what? Eight? What's the other half? Well, she's Richard Beckinsale's daughter. Yeah, okay, that's what I care about. Oh, right, okay. So I'm always, I, think I, I think I see what you're doing. Um, Fantastic. Um, that's great bit of trivia. Thank you very much. That is good, yeah. Oh, sorry, I wanted to say how much I love 70 sitcoms where any one of the three things happens. The theme tune is sung by the main character. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it ends with a freeze frame. Yeah. Which I always love. <laughs> and I had another one which is No, it was just those two things. <laughs> Three's too Episode many. So two ends on a particularly brilliant freeze frame. Yeah, it does, isn't it? With um uh Lenny and Ingrid both on the sofa doing this. And then Fletcher in the foreground yeah. doing this. Good for our listeners, that. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know how I would explain, explain that. Uh, I've thought of the third thing. The oh, God. third thing. Uh, the theme tune that becomes a pop song. The same thing happened with Rising Damp. I don't know if you've heard the Rising Damp theme tune. But that became... I, I think it was to go in with the feature film. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Is anyway, this has got all three. by Leonard Rossiter? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah. And he had a band called the Rigbyettes, which was a nice. That's excellent. That yeah. is really good. Um... So yeah, that's those are the the two episodes we watched. Mm. I would not be averse to watching more. No. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Um, so you you know how it pans out, the story. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. The thing is, I think basically what happens is a lot of this sort of stuff where Fletcher nearly gets involved in breaking mm. the law, but for some reason, by accident or design, he doesn't. In fact, the last episode is Ingrid and Godber's wedding. He is. Um, invited to participate in a crime and is about to do so and miss the wedding but has a change of heart and attends the wedding so really kind of fulfilling his going straight Ooh, uh, motto the thing about that is I think it's, it's quite a funny show 
I think it would have got quite tired after more than a series, wouldn't it? If every episode is based around Fletcher nearly breaking the law but not, it would yeah. run out of steam quite soon. Which is maybe why it was a bit disappointing when you watch all six. Mm. Um, episode five sounds good. Um, it's got Nigel Hawthorne in it oh. and Pete Postlethwaite. Yes, I read about that. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, so yeah, the episode titles are Going Home, Going to Be Alright, Going Sour, Going to Work, Going, Going, Gone and Going Off the Rails. They don't really is give it, much away. No, <laughs> the last one, train themed, or no? That's no, the wedding one. Fine, fine. I, I did watch an episode, a bit of Going Sour, uh, where he takes a young lady and that's right. Yeah, he meets at the cafe. Played by Roberta Tovey, who was in. Oh, she's in that um, Doctor Who film, the Daleks Invasion Earth with one. Cushing and with Cribbins. Cushing, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, Is Cribbins fun. in that? Yeah. He's, he's, he loves it at Christmas. He, doesn't he? he also had a uh, pop career, if you're ever interested in bad actors. Well, we had good actors, bad pop careers. Crimmins had an album out. What was this called? Oh, I can't remember now. Yeah. He had like an old album of fairly vaudeville end of the pier stuff, I think. I like him in the, um, the Faulty Towers episode, The Hotel Inspectors. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because yeah. he attacks Basil, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then Basil sends him Basil back. Basil shoves a. Um, Cream pie in his, in his face nice. and pours like double cream in his briefcase. Sends him packing. Yeah. Can yeah. um, we do the quiz now? Oh, the quiz. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Was the Porridge film released before or after Going Straight? Is that the first question? No, we've got an answer to that. Uh, the Porridge film was released after Going Straight. What really? was your? Um, yeah. Hang on, but Beckinsale would have been dead. Yeah, maybe I guess they filmed Film before, released yeah. after, I guess. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. 1979. Huh. What was your... You Good mentioned something about a um, porridge stage show, I believe. Oh, God, He's yeah, starring in a porridge that. stage show. I've seen the posters around the office. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one-man, one, one set <laughs> thing performed by me. I play all the characters. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't read too much about it, but there, there was a stage show adaptation at some point. Starring Barry from EastEnders. Lovely stuff. That is fantastic. Do you want to, do you want to say the two words related to Barry from EastEnders? Must not say! That's very good. That's, that's peaked all of the microphones. Uh, and, and there was a remake starring... Of Porridge? Yeah, starring yeah. Kevin Bishop. He was popular in the noughties. Yeah. Kevin Bishop? Star Stories, which was quite funny. I think he was a bit of an oik. Yeah, I mean, he, um, so that's how going back to Doctor Who, Karen Gillan got a break in the Kevin Bishop really? show. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember there was one of those comedy awards, and he was just like shout, like heckling and throwing, throwing things. things. Yeah, I remember. It was that. very weird. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. I had no idea they remade that. Yeah, so you know when they were going through doing those one-offs, like Goodnight yeah. Sweetheart and maybe oh, yeah. No Hours. I think it was part of that. Um, so was it? In any way, affiliate, was it like a prequel or? Oh uh, no! So uh, Kevin Bishop plays Fletcher's son or grandson. I think. Oh, yeah. um, I'm just looking it up. But I believe it's been commissioned. So oh, yeah, that's a shame. They're, they're filming it. Porridge 2016, yeah. Kevin Bishop as Nigel Norman Fletcher. A hacker. I'm the sure they'll have hacking. like. Oh. They'll have like Mackay's grandson as the. Yeah, the like that ever happens. I know. Does it happen? I don't know. But anyway, I, I've, I've, I've delayed the quiz. No, it's fine. I think it was worth it. So the quiz. Porridge sounds great. Sorry. <laughs> just oh, yeah. One just point to Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm just reading like Brian Glover's in it, David Jason's in it. 
Well, the original. Alan Armstrong, yeah, it's all very... David great. Jason played like an elderly man at just the age of 30. Blanco Blanc- Frost. Blanco mm. Webb. Yeah. Is he Irish? Don't think um, so. No. Sorry, um, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's all right. I'd like to, hit, I like to play the quiz. Do you want to play the quiz? Quiz. Like right. Uh, I've devised a quiz. Ghost Going Straight is a spin-off. We're going to play Guess the Spin-off. Oh. Excited? Yeah, that's So great. I might say bread, and you might say toast. Yeah, that's not true. That's <laughs> not funny. Um, was there, a, there was bread, yeah. Was it? Yeah, but was there a bread spin-off? No, I don't think so. Okay. I've looked into Ooh. it. So what you're going to do? I'm going to I'm going to say the sitcom, and you're going to write down okay. what the spin-off is, and okay. then I, I'll give you points. Yeah. Ready for number one? Yeah. Hang on. It gets progressively harder, I think. Okay. Number one is Friends, the American sitcom Friends. Yeah. Easy. Turn your laptops around. I'll make it a bit bigger <laughs> next time. <laughs> yes. I can't think of turn mine around because it's. Got it was. Oh, okay. I'll just look over. Of course. Oh yeah, Gun- I should say Gunther. that. Gunther. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jerry. Well done, everyone. Question two. Yes, Minister. Oh. Yeah? Maybe this is even easier than the last one. Yeah, we'll wait for Keith's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, right, right, yes, I mean, Prime I will minister. just read yours and copy it. Thank you. <laughs> I think I won't. Ready for number three? Yes. Mm-hmm. Likely lads. Furious typing going on here. In the, uh, Tom looks stumped. <laughs> Keeps going with whatever happens to the likely lads. Tom's going with likely men. <laughs> I mean, just have right. I want to give Tom the point, but I keep <laughs> have it. It would make sense. Okay. Number four, I think. Happy days. Oh. Oh, I do know this. Um... I remember being surprised when I read that this was it. I, oh, I... no, no. I'm going to have to hurry. I have no idea, so I'm, I'm, I'm out. Tom's got it. It's Mork and Mindy. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In what way? Um, there's a dream sequence, I believe. Where I don't even know if it's, is it a dream sequence? Richard Cunningham is visited by Mork. Yeah, he's played by Robin Williams, the yeah. alien. I think he probably is a dream God. sequence. Laverne and Shirley, is that not also a spin-off of Happy Days? Oh, it might be. There's a few, I think. It might Laverne. be. Because that, that was my first guess. I'm glad you didn't say that. Cause Laverne and Shirley. You'd have invalidated this quiz. Uh, no, no, it's nothing to do with it. Tom loses a point. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's neck and neck at the moment, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah. So we've got two oh, yeah, more. Yeah, by Happy Days. Yeah, I, no, I think I'm right. Yeah, well, you don't get points for yeah. thinking it right. Uh, only fools and horses. Keeps got it. It's okay. It's I just can't time. spell the second word. They both got it. It was indeed rock and chips. The second word is that and. You can tell Sorry, the, chips. <laughs> the third word, chips. I, I wrote chops, oh. which is a different show. Hmm. I don't think either of you will get this, which is unfortunate because it's the decider. But never mind. Are you being served? Oh. Naff off, Keith. That's what you want to say. Yeah. Ah, oh, God. Are you being served? Things I remember watching it as well, I think. Wendy Richards was still in it. Oh, I've got it. Oh, fuck, I should give you the answer. Tom's no. <laughs> no. face standards. No. Ah. <laughs> it's good, though. No, I don't. I, I can't ah, it's a shame. Shame to end on a draw. Grace and Favour. Yeah. Is that the name of the yeah, store? It, uh, no. it was Grace Brothers, I think. The Grace Brothers, yeah. right. Okay, what happens in that? I don't know. 
I can't remember. I think it was. Oh, I think it was set in a house, like a stately home. I got okay. A feeling. I think they stopped working in the shop and went to work in a in a yeah posh house. I think. Hmm. Um, Laverne and Shirley is definitely a spin-off of Happy Days. Well, you don't get extra points, Tom. But are you not impressed with that? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, but you don't get extra points. You're right. There are a lot of spin-offs. Yeah. Joni loves Chachi. Oh, they reunite to run a rural hotel. Ah, okay. Well, that was fun. That was great. Oh, Thanks, I really great. enjoyed we'll that. Yeah. Them. That was fantastic. Um, hopefully we'll have some sort of winner next time. Anyway. Yeah. It's a prize. Or would, it, would there be There a is a prize, yeah, but neither of you are. Yeah. Um, shall we just sum up by saying favourite line, favourite character, overall rating? Yeah, I think that's good. How are we doing the ratings? The, the, the bird thing. Oh. What's the bird thing, Graham? Okay, because it's Sparrow Talk Presents, we thought it would be funny, maybe, to use a system of birds uh, to decide how good, to rank the quality of each programme we watch. So, um, to talk the listeners through, the biggest, the best would be the biggest, which is a mower. Mm. An ostrich, then a gastornis, flamingo, albatross, golden eagle, king penguin, kakapo, robin. Where would a sparrow be on that? Probably at the bottom, right? So. Robin. So. so maybe Sparrow should be the absolute worst. You're right. I think it is the worst. Yeah, you're right. Such as. Good night, yeah, sweetheart. Good night, yeah. I, I don't know if it would be that yeah, bad. And there must be worse. No, it's bless this house is probably worse, yeah. isn't it? Okay, so um, can you just. Can I see that? Yep. Chart. Just so. so I was half paying attention. Oh, okay. Great. So there's. Well, let's say there's ten then, if we include a sparrow. Yeah. yeah. What's that? The oh, it's a person. Mm. Oh, yeah, we can't have a person. The greatest bird of all, man. <laughs> um, I think it's a. I think it's a flamingo. Tom's going for four flamingo. Yeah, Keeps going for. Yeah, I agree with flamingo. Four flamingo. I went with three Gastonis, but with the caveat that. I'm not sure it could stay at that level given mm. what we said about the plot. Maybe it's not getting sustainable, Gastonus. Yes. Sorry, I said that right? I don't know. I hope so. That's why I've been saying it. I've never, not heard of that bird. I don't know if I can think of a favourite line. I think that the line which has stuck with me most was the most offensive one from episode one, and I'm, I'm not about to repeat that. Okay. It's just uh, stuck in your brain. Favourite character? Favourite character? Gotbear. Just, yeah, just I like Gotbear. Lovable. lovable. I like, you know what? Raymond. I thought Raymond was. No, no Mackay. I said Mackay. Yeah. 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 Okay. My favourite line, um, I don't know if this was my favourite line, but I wrote it down. She knows which side her cardboard's buttered. <laughs> That's when quite, she's having an affair weird, with her. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Sorry, I don't think I've got a favourite line. It's um, okay. It's all right. Um, I think, yeah, just, yeah. Uh, Rodney's refrain. Raymond. Raymond's refrain of a. Uh, what time is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's very well played. And it's always 10 to. Yeah. And he's always late. Yeah. I have a theory that Link, Nicholas Linders might be the kind of gateway or fulcrum of all British 20th century sitcom. Mm. If you think he was in the most popular sitcom of the 70s or a spin off, mm. 80s, probably the 90s, in Annie Falls North's and Good Sweetheart, where we work with the best or most well known writers. These guys, Lafrenet and Clement, mm. yeah. John Sullivan, Sullivan. and although Grax and Grax, Marks and Grant are not not great writers by any mm. stretch, they wrote a lot of well-known sitcoms. Sure, yeah. sure. Bears of a feather. 
Yeah. The, uh, the, the men in Birds of a Feather new talked about HMP Slade, which is where Ronnie Barker yeah, was. Really? That's a nice bit of continuity. Thank you very much. Yeah. So anyway, let's hear it for Nicholas Lenthurst. Well done, Nick. Yeah, well done. Well done. One take, Nick. <laughs> um, well, okay. On that note, it's, actually, I've really enjoyed recording this. This is great. Yeah. It's, been, it's been really good. Um, we hope you enjoy it too. Yeah. Oh, it's nice yeah. If we're enjoying it, listeners probably aren't. But anyway, screw you. <laughs> um, so thank you for listening to Sparrow Talk Presents Going Straight. Uh, it's goodbye from Keith. And it's goodbye from Tom. I should have done the two Ronnie's thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we sort of have. And it's goodbye from him. And right. it's goodbye from me. Is that what they did? I don't know. Sounds about right. Yeah. Hmm. That, yeah, what the last In one was summary. Right. It's it's not summary. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bye.